Welcome to the Be Still Podcast. I'm your host, Beth, an avid yoga teacher, wellness junkie, diehard organizer, and fearless business leader. This podcast is a place where I'll sit down with everyday people, entrepreneurs, and business owners to talk all things and all questions about health and wellness, Christianity, and small business. I hope you leave here feeling empowered to be your authentic self and share your story with the world. Thanks for showing up and being here. I am so excited for you to hear today's show with Dr. Kella Price. She has over 20 years experience in the coaching and training and in the health and wellness field, along with a master's in exercise science and wellness and many other credentials behind her name. She'll get into so much more of that too. But what you're going to hear today is her journey of going through times of trials and tribulations, all while maintaining hope and faith while battling certain diseases. And so I hope that you can hear her desire to help others in the the fitness world so that they can come through those same difficulties dealing with nutrition, dealing with their fitness, because she strongly believes that fitness and nutrition and the right support can be successful. And she hopes that as she is serving to others through their difficulties, just as the Lord has continued to serve her through her difficulties. So I'm going to leave you with this verse here that she shares in the podcast from Jeremiah 33, verse 6. Yet I certainly bring health and healing to it and will indeed heal them. I will let them experience the abundance of peace and truth. I hope you enjoyed today's show, friends, and stick around to the end of the show when Kella drops some news about what's happening in her business and what's coming up in the year ahead. Take care. Welcome, everyone, to the Be Still with Beth podcast. I'm excited to share this guest today with you. Uh, She came in our yoga master's training group just a couple of months ago and has really been such a blessing to us all. So I'm excited to introduce to you uh, Kella Price, and um, she's going to share a bit of her journey and her story along the way of hope and how that hope factor in her life has really come into play. So I'm excited to dig in and hear what she has to say. So I'll give a warm welcome to Kella. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Beth, for having me. I'm super excited. Normally, I'm on the other end as the interviewer, as a podcast show myself. So I'm really glad to be on the other end as the interviewee. So thank you so much for having me tonight. Does it feel a little different? Is it like different types of nerves on the uh, interviewee side rather than the interviewer side? Yes, I think so. <laughs> That's awesome. My first opportunity was actually being um, a guest on a show before launching my own podcast. So I think that kind of gave me the nudge to go into it as well. So that's awesome. I'm glad that you can experience that as well. So, so let's get started. Tell us a little bit about your journey, um, a, a bit about maybe your background first. Give the listeners where you came from and kind of what your experience is, and then we'll hear how your story led you there as well. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. I started my journey with fitness as someone just trying to get fit myself. I had adopted several kids after going through infertility treatments and I kind of let myself go as, as many moms get overwhelmed and overworked <laughs> and overstressed. I was having bad co- coping mechanisms and I was fatigued 
and I decided to take steps to get healthier and feel better. And through my health journey and my fitness experience, I found that I got great joy and satisfaction from helping other people with their journey and improving their lifestyle and creating healthier lifestyles for their families. So God put that on my heart as one of my talents. And I went back to school. I already had my doctorate, but I went back to school for a master's degree in exercise science and wellness. And I have several nutrition certifications and specialty certifications in uh, cancer exercise, hormone balance exercise, and a myriad of other tools in my toolkit to help other people get healthier. That is awesome. And you, you know, listeners, I'm, I met Kella, but let me tell you, I didn't even know all the experience that she ha had behind her. Every day I'm learning a little bit new about where she's been and what she has behind her. So kudos to you, gal, for going through, I mean, all those trials and tribulations and then just really feeding into other people because that's what God put on your heart. Um, wow, that's incredible. So tell us where you are now on this journey um, and what specifically specifically has led you to kind of this hope that we talked about. And I'll let you dive in and give the listeners a taste of what that means. So in the last year, my husband yeah. retired from the military and we relocated and then COVID happened. <laughs> uh, prior to that, I was teaching clients. I had a successful gym, which I as we moved, I'm starting over with another gym and, and managing that gym from far away. And the stress of retirement and moving and restarting my business and getting my kids established on top of COVID, I was having a difficult time coping, like I'm sure many of the, the listeners, uh, with everything going on in my life. And it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling um, quite right. I started gaining weight. I had a lot of anxiety and depression and I knew something was wrong because I was exercising. I wasn't exercising as much as uh, pre-COVID when I was teaching 20 classes a week, <laughs> but I was certainly exercising enough. And I'm a healthy eater in terms of eating clean foods, eating nutrition. I don't drink a lot. I, uh, you know, I follow all the good health habits that I teach my clients. And so I knew something was off and I made an appointment to see my doctor and the first response they gave me was, well, a lot of people have anxiety and depression right now. It's COVID, <laughs> right? And I couldn't accept that answer. And I said, well, I think I might be going through perimenopause. I had a lot of the symptoms. I had done the research and I've helped clients as they start going through those hormonal changes in perimenopause and menopause. And I believe that fit the bill. So we started doing some testing, some traditional Western testing. And I found some of my hormone levels were off. Um, and in the process of doing more research and drilling down in terms of deficiencies and different tests on organs in my body, I discovered I had an autoimmune disease. And this was truly a slap in the face to me. <laughs> uh, I felt like my body was betraying me because I here I was the fitness coach. Mm -hmm. I was helping everyone else get healthy and I was doing things right. And I still, my body was not uh, cooperating. 
And so I really had to turn my faith to God. Um, Psalm 918 says, but God will never forget the needy. The hope with the afflicted will never perish. And I didn't really understand why my body failed me, but I was really determined to feel better. I've been to a lot of specialists in the last year. I'm managing uh, doctor visits with probably seven different kind of specialists. And I, I realize how my clients feel when they're overwhelmed and confused because each doctor just has a little tiny piece of the puzzle. And you really have to be proactive about putting it all together. I, I don't feel like uh, doctors' responses of lots of people are struggling or this is normal to gain weight when you're going through perimenopause <laughs> and it's normal to be tired and wake up fatigued. And I don't think that's an appropriate answer. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that this was what God had intended for me and that I was supposed to feel this way. So, wow. yeah, it, it's, it's really overwhelming. And I know why uh, people struggle so much when they have these diagnoses because there's so much information out there. And I, I'm super type A person. I'm, I used to be overscheduled, overcaffeinated, overachiever. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform. I'm sure as you've gotten to know me, I'm involved in a lot of things and I get really excited and go all in when I decide to do something. So it's no wonder that my adrenals had started to fail when they were required to perform under all this constant stress. And like I said, COVID was just that straw that broke the back and caused me to go into adrenal fatigue where your glands are unable to keep up the pace um, with the demands of this like fight or flight um, arousal that you're putting your body through. Um, it's like putting your uh, pedal to the metal in your, <laughs> in your car um, and letting the RPMs go into the red zone. <laughs> you can only do that so long before the engine is gonna blow, right? Um, the same thing happens with our bodies. And while I'm stuck with the genetics that I have because autoimmune disease generally has a genetic component, you can look at uh, treating the adrenal fatigue and treating the leaky gut and improving your outcomes by doing so. so it's definitely a process and I feel like I am finally getting my arms around this and being able to help other people do the same to address the issues and kind of self-correct without medication. I'm on one hormone and other than that, it's just supplements. Um, for vitamin supplementation. I'm not on any prescription medication and I'm feeling so much better. I started uh, changing the way that I eat, modifying and, and taking away things that are hard on your body in terms of inflammation that cause the leaky gut. And I saw in the first month of changing the diet and removing things like gluten and grain and dairy and soy, I lost almost 10 pounds <laughs> in the first month yeah. of uh, working through and I'm feeling a lot better and I'm starting to see a turn in terms of um, 
peaceful and restful sleep. So I'm, I'm really uh, blessed by that. Oh, that like the sleep part of it all, if we could just rest and sleep, that's incredible, right? That you get that extra sleep too. So let's go back. Wow. So many great um, parts there in that story. So I'm going to pick pieces apart. And we're going to share a little bit more with our listeners here. So let's go back to prior to um, being diagnosed. You mentioned you were in coping, poorly coping, right? What did that look like? I'm just curious from it, uh, what maybe you were doing that was not a good coping and then what tips that you've learned along your health journey, as well as what you coach others, what could have been maybe a couple better coping mechanisms um, that you would have had in that time? Absolutely. The first was the anxiety and depression. There was days that if I didn't have something on my schedule, if I had clients that canceled workouts and I didn't have to get out of bed, I would spend most of my day in bed instead of forcing myself to get up, get dressed, go outside and enjoy the sunshine, all of which help boost your mood. <laughs> and I had moved from Texas or from Arizona to Texas from the sunniest place on earth, literally, <laughs> to a place that gets about 50% of the daytime sunshine. So that was definitely a, a contributing factor. So I also started supplementing my vitamin D um, through daily um, supplements, but I have a light therapy light that I got very inexpensively off of Amazon that I put on my makeup table. And so in the morning when I, I put on my praise and worship music, and as I, I'm putting on my makeup and my face, I turn on that little lamp, five or 10 minutes is all you need. And it really does help um, give you that boost scientifically to um, help improve your mood, especially if you live somewhere that you're not getting enough sun or eat. a lot of people in the winter time, you know, with the shorter days, it's a struggle. <laughs> like us in Wisconsin, we, we understand, yes. So that was one of the things that I adjusted and not unlike a lot of people in COVID, my husband was home more because he's retired from his first career. So he had much more regular hours and we were spending a lot more time together. And we fell into a habit of um, opening up a bottle of wine <laughs> and drinking the wine outside and enjoying the, the sunset or having a bottle of wine while we watched an evening show. And doing that once or twice, <laughs> having one glass twice a week is not a big deal. But when you're doing it three, four times a week and that one glass of wine turns into, we drank a whole bottle, maybe opening a second bottle. We all know that's not a good <laughs> coping mechanism. And so, you know, using other mechanisms to share that time together has been super helpful. We are trying to do evening walks. It snowed here on Sunday and we got bundled up and took a walk in the neighborhood, a winter wonderland walk. And it was an amazing mood booster. I'm telling you, it was so beautiful. It wasn't a high impact like run through the snow, mm -hmm. um, but it was a great time to just enjoy each other's company 
and enjoy God's beauty and we never get snow here. Yeah. And we've definitely um, recognized that we want to do other things in terms of spending time together. So uh, when you have an autoimmune disease, the sugar and the alcohol is not good for your system, which has been a huge motivation for me um, cutting that out. And I actually found out through my sensitivity testing that one of the things that I am highly sensitive to is yeast. So I've given up beer. <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to have beer at all um, because it wreaks havoc on my system. So figuring out some of these things and making course corrections has been um, super helpful. Yeah. Are you more of a beer or a wine? Is it harder to give up beer or is it harder for the cutback on the wine? Well, I think when you have a medical reason to <laughs> shy away from it, it makes it a lot easier Agreed. to give something up because you have a hard and fast reason. And as someone who's done bikini competitions and things, I've given up alcohol for long periods of time with no problem. Um, but the, I think the bigger challenge is replacing that time yeah. um, or that connection with people. A lot of people have spent time at home enjoying that bottle of wine with their spouse, finding other ways to um, connect and enjoy that that time together is, is important. I agree. And I think there's so much more with the connection outside of having that alcoholic beverage. I mean, we could go on all day, right, and talk about alcohol and how it impacts our bodies and and how it may not be good for us, right? But to your point is like, if you, that's your common um, use is sitting down and having a glass of wine, what else do you do um, in that space? So um, great ideas of walks, um, getting out in the neighborhoods. Uh, my boyfriend and I do an adventure challenge book. So if we are bored, we just scratch off something there and it gives us something to do, right? Um, rather than just sitting on the couch or laying around. So those are awesome I recommendations. I think a lot of that too is a change in the mindset that Absolutely. especially in our culture, when we connect with people, it's usually surrounding either alcohol or food for celebrations and connection and being able to recognize that it doesn't necessarily have to be that connection piece that you can connect with people doing other things. Mm -hmm. I made cocoa bombs this weekend with my kids and that was our connection thing it was a food related thing but it was more like a craft and we have used this quarantine time to find other fun family activities we have uh, made homemade organic soap with goat's milk and essential oils that was one of our projects um, we infused olive oil <laughs> with rosemary and things to give as a gift. And we did homemade candles with essential oils and that was super fun. Um, so finding other ways to connect and enjoy that time. Sometimes now my husband and I, when we go outside on the, the porch, we have a fire table. We just listen to music and we have our dogs out there and put our feet up and talk or, um, 
do some adult coloring. <laughs> that can be super relaxing. <laughs> I love that idea. That's a fantastic. So as we were um, talking, you went through your coping mechanism. And as you said, you came to a point after about, probably I think right about when you got your diagnosis, you mentioned kind of feeling like how could God let this happen, right? And your trust in God and where your faith is. So tell me about where, was that a tipping point in your faith journey? Has, have you always been feeling fairly strong in God's plans for you, his love for you, his, you know, his glorious and infamous powers, or did this kind of moment really spark and push that faith even further? Just curious how your faith journey um, ventured as you went through hearing about this autoimmune disease. I think that as I've moved through life as a military spouse and working through infertility, um, that my faith journey hasn't necessarily wavered, but there have been times that I've been frustrated with my situation and like, God, tell me, <laughs> tell me what the plan is, because I'm really confused here. Like, I know what my plan is, but that wasn't necessarily um, God's plan. And these things, these trials that we go through, um, like the infertility, God had a plan. You know, the, the verse, I know uh, I have plans for you. And God knows what that plan is. And when my husband and I were struggling with that, again, I was like, what is going on? My body is failing me. <laughs> And we have, we had a great secure lifestyle and we were ready to have kids and it didn't happen. We went through the whole IVF thing and um, I ended up miscarrying and the whole process um, kind of emotionally broke me for a while. But that's when, when we're having those struggles, that's when we really come back to God and rely more on him and our relationship with him. And I find that that did help me, but it also prepared our family for adoption. And it prepared our family for that amazing journey that God knew, but we didn't know. Mm -hmm. The same thing with um, my autoimmune disease. So God knows that there's a plan. And I feel like going down this journey and, and finding my way with my own health um, and overcoming these challenges will only allow me to help more people who are suffering with some of these conditions because I'm going to be that much more knowledgeable and I'll have that empathy. Um, Jeremiah 33 says, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and let them enjoy abundant peace and security. And so I'm praying for healing and health. And I have hope for complete healing of my leaky gut and my adrenal fatigue. And I'm seeing progress in those areas. So I'm, I'm really, um, God is good and faithful. And I know that this is part of my journey and will make me stronger as a Christian, but it will also help me use the talents that God gave me to help others. So true. And, and it's a testimonial. Like God gives us those moments of test of trials 
to share your testimonies to others, right? So you can mm-hmm. really just raise his kingdom and bring others to know him and to know his faithfulness and his goodness um, in those times. And, you know, thinking about all of our faith journeys, typically for those that might be listening and on that journey of a wavering faith is there will be times, right? There's going to be those challenges and struggles. And my encouragement always, and I'm sure you would agree too, is just keep going, keep praying. Even when God feels incredibly distant and far away, or you feel incredibly distant and far away or angry at God, just speaking to him and being open because he, he's omnipresent. Omni, he's there. He knows our thoughts, our words, everything about us. So um, if we're trying to hide from him or be stronger than him, he's, he knows those plans. He knows what's ahead for us. And before we know it, and we're on that other side, we're looking back being like, okay, now I get it, God. Now I understand why I was being prepared. I love that word prepared for something bigger that I didn't see coming. That's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we moved through your journey, so we came through um, that faith part and leaning onto God. And now we're kind of not to the other side, right? We're not to the other side of that, but we're to managing. Um, how are we doing today? And how does that look different um, in your life, but also in terms of how you share that with others? And I think the reason I'm asking that is autoimmune to me, even when I hear it, it's kind of scary. And I think it's also um, frightening for people to maybe think that. And so how, how do you feel that you've gone through the, where you are now and how you're going to continue to push forward into the future with that autoimmune disease? So like many people with an autoimmune disease, it's like a moving target. It requires a lot of monitoring and you as the individual who have the autoimmune disease really have to keep diligent records and track what you're eating and how your body feels um, because things can change. And I'm getting blood work done every three months to see how things are doing, how my cortisol levels, how my hormones are, how my body is reacting. Is my thyroid operating the best it can? Uh, Being able to track those things. And it's really the responsibility of the individual to be diligent about managing their health in that way because the doctors haven't asked me for that information, but I'm learning more about my body and how it responds to certain types of foods as I'm tracking and as I'm journaling and tracking what I'm eating and how I feel in terms of energy level and digestion and inflammation or bloating. And all of this gives me a better understanding or clearer picture of how to best manage the symptoms and heal my body. I've also integrated more meditation and yoga into my evening practices for healing the body and allowing the body to relax and reduce some of those stressors. And going through my 500 hour yoga certification, that has helped me so much and it will help me better assist my clients because I think a lot of people, if they haven't utilized yoga as 
a regular form of exercise, a lot of people shy away from it. Um, whether they think you have to be super bendy to do yoga and super flexible, or they think it's related to like Buddhism and things that are not Christian based. Um, but it really is a time for, I'm finding for me to um, come to the mat and spend that time with God and do some moving meditations and stretch and honor the body that God gave me and allow it some time to prepare and repair uh, through a yoga practice. So that's becoming more of a focus for me. I find that it's very healing for my body, but also healing for me mentally and spiritually as well. Yeah, yoga is all of that. Yoga, meditation, those are great tools um, for any type of healing. What um, tools or resources or apps do you use to do food tracking out of curiosity? Or do you use one or do you just use like a food journal, pen and paper? I do. I, as a nutritionist, I have a form that I have my clients use. And so I've used that same form that collects information about time of eating, what I'm eating, how much water intake, the type of exercise that I'm getting on any given day, energy level, mood, digestion. And I even have a place on each form for reflection. So sometimes I put a daily verse on there that I wanna meditate on. Sometimes I put reflections like, um, I really wanted that tortilla as an example. I can't think of something I ate recently that I shouldn't have eaten, but I really wanted that tortilla and I ate it and I'm really regretting it now. So I'll write something like that down if I eat something that um, causes inflammation that I was really craving or I thought I really needed. And so that kind of allows me to go back and look about how my body responded and helps me reflect and make little course corrections uh, to my nutrition to help me feel better. So I encourage my clients to do something like that. Sometimes uh, if they are prefer something like a um, phone-based system, I'll have them use a MyFitnessPal. Um, any tracking mechanism will work. You can use a notebook <laughs> if, if that if that's going to work best for you as long as you track and you use it to look back as a reflection to change future behavior if you're just writing stuff down to write stuff down it doesn't help anyone um, but it helps you identify trends in how your body feels and i've even noticed um, based on sometimes things that i eat uh, the quality of sleep that I get, depending on um, the fat content and um, the time that I'm eating in relationship to uh, bedtime, whether it's it was too close to bedtime or it was too far away from bedtime and I got hungry in the middle of the night and had to get up for like some nuts as a snack, um, both of which is non-optimal. So utilizing those tools can really help you in the long run establish better habits. 
Yeah. And I think hearing that too, is like, I've started just doing my fitness pal and, you know, I would encourage to your point, if you're trying to track, just start somewhere to get in a habit. Cause that was where I started as getting in the habit. But what I really hear you're saying is where the kind of the rubber meets the road and it really starts to impact your, your style is like the time you're eating exactly um, the contents that are in it how your mood is or your digestion because all of those factors so I used to get headaches a lot did it cause a headache and then was it correlated to too much sugar or this food or that food um, and sleep so it sounds like a lot of work but I I understand knowing your body you know your body best right like to your point doctors aren't going to know your body anymore or less they're just going to look at some results and tests too. So the more you can bring to them, um, the better you are. So if anyone's struggling with any type of eating or just knowing kind of ailments in their bodies, come back to the food, right? Come back mm-hmm. to that nutrition. Start what you're putting in your body, right? What you're feeding yourself. Yes. So that's awesome. So where are we now? We're at the, at the beginning of January, uh, 2021, not where we are in your autoimmune but what would you give someone who is listening, who is struggling with maybe um, loss of hope? And I'm gonna say loss of hope in terms of maybe they are going through an autoimmune, maybe they're going through potentially even infertility, um, a job loss, I mean, COVID, anxiety, you name it, right? There's all those things out there. What kind of advice or two or three tips would you give them as they're looking into 2021 to really stay the course and just believe and, and hope that there is you know, something better coming? Definitely look at uh, building up your faith. That's part of that armor of God that he provides us to help us cope with things um, in this world that are really insignificant, maybe feels super significant at the time, but in the long run are really insignificant in this little speck of life uh, that we have and focus on positivity. This is an opportunity. A lot of people start the new year off with uh, goals or resolutions, vision boards. Set yourself some, some realistic goals. And each and every day is a new chance to start over towards those goals. So if you didn't do so well the day before, Every day, God gives you a new beginning to start from scratch, to start fresh and and do something with that day. So utilizing each day as such, as a new opportunity, an opportunity to grow, to learn, to do better um, as a representative of God in um, this world that is struggling everywhere. People are crying out and looking for positivity, looking for good things in their life. And you need to look for good things in your life. I use my journal in the morning as part of my morning devotional. I will read in the Bible and sometimes uh, I'm led to a particular verse and other times uh, I'm more focused um, on a particular study going through the be still challenge right now mm-hmm. is my focus and writing and journaling, writing my thoughts to myself, writing a love letter to God, giving him my concerns and my prayer requests, um, and writing those down is really 
a great way to release some of that anxiety that we feel through the journaling process, but also you can look back at that and see how good God is at answering those prayers. And when we have them written down, sometimes when we're just praying, there's lots of things that we think of and we forget kind of what we asked for, what we prayed about and months may go by and God has answered a prayer and it's really cool. Sometimes I go back and look at my prayer journals. And I'm like, yep, answered that one, answered that one, answered that one. And there are so many things that are directly related to my uh, prayers and petitions, but it also gives you a, a mindset of thankfulness and gratitude. And I think when we take that on that perspective about life, we, we don't have to focus so much on the negativity. We can focus on the positivity and our ability to impact some things that we do have control over, our relationship with God, our families, and our relationships with other people, and using our skills and talents that God gave us. And that will help us stay focused and centered and stay the course when everything around us is like chaotic and thrown off kilter. <laughs> yes, and amen. Yes, and amen. I think, you know, those listening to that you may be struggling in your faith is reach out to resources and, and family and friends. And so you being part of my master's group, I mean, that's, that group of women is so stellar and rock solid. And to that prayer is ask for prayers from others. Um, come together in prayer and pray for others. If you know a friend or family is struggling and they're seeking kind of that hope in the Lord, just give them a few extra prayers as you are doing your journaling or your daily um, devotionals as well. So Awesome. Good stuff. So Kella, if anyone wants to find you online or any more about you or your story or any information, where can they find you? I have a website, kellaprice.org, www.kellaprice.org that has lots of information about fitness, about uh, life coaching and nutrition, I have some free Facebook groups if they need support in terms of exercise. I have a monthly challenge every month. And this month, our focus and the challenge is um, daily focus challenge. So we have a journal page similar to what I just talked about in terms of journaling every day, focusing on your food and positive nutrition habits. And then tied into that is a yoga challenge where we're practicing different yoga poses and really listening to our body and experiencing different things. So I have um, that free group as well. And they can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Kella Price and at Healthy Fitness Life Coach. That's our Healthy Fit um, tag at Healthy Fitness Life Coach. You can go check her out. I'm going to definitely get your little journal prompt sheet and yoga challenge. That sounds like a fun thing for me to get onto in January. I love all the things yoga challenges. Um, I'm always up for a good yoga challenge, especially with my boyfriend tagging along as well. So, well, awesome. Thank you again for so much. Any final words that you want to leave us with? Any inspirations, favorite quotes, anything? 
share little tidbits. You have so much. We could just sit here and share everything all day long. Absolutely. My favorite verse is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I encourage you to be encouraged and strengthened through that message because Christ will pick up everything that you can't handle because there's a lot that is out of our control and overwhelming. And we can do all those good things and make things happen when we have God in our corner and God's in your corner. Yes, that is absolutely true. Yes and amen, I always say that. So um, in fashion here today, I'm gonna actually pray us out, Kala. Let's just do a quick prayer um, and just praise our, our Heavenly Father for all he's given us. So Heavenly Father, we just praise you tonight and, and just sharing this space together and this podcast and the technology. Thank you for allowing it all to just go smoothly as you can be. I hope that Kella's testimony and her story touches these listeners. I hope that anyone out there that is struggling with seeing you and knowing you, that you just become present in their lives and just show yourself to them in just such glorious ways so that they see your faithfulness and your goodness, Lord. So allow us to trust in you, to believe in you, to give us the strength that's in you, no matter what is ahead of us. Lord, I just pray healing over Kella's body and the autoimmune disease. Just heal her wholly as you can only do to just continue to share her journey and her testimony. We ask these prayers in your name and amen. All righty. Well, thank you so much. I will post all the links in the show notes as well. So you guys can find Kella online and follow her on the socials. And my book uh, where I am contributing to the Girl Behind the Fence series, my story about hope with the autoimmune disease is going to be out this month. So you can also pick yeah. that up too. Little teaser. Y'all get to see a little note that the book is coming out. So make sure you check that out. A little hope um, book. I can't wait, Kelly, to see that and just how it blesses everyone. So that's awesome. Well, thank you very much for being here and can't wait to see you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you so much to Kella Price for coming on the Be Still with Beth podcast. I'm absolutely blessed and honored that she was willing to share her testimony and to share her journey with us. I know that there might be some of you out there that are experiencing similar things to what Kella was. Maybe it's not exactly infertility or an autoimmune disease or adopting children, but maybe it can relate to you. I hope that you take away some resources today, whether that be some coping mechanisms to get outdoors, to find some therapies or new activities, getting walks in, or maybe it's food journaling to become more aware of what you're putting into your body and how your body is responding to the certain foods that you are taking in. And I hope that you just find some encouragement that no matter what you may be going through, that you are capable to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And that was the, the favorite verse that Kella left us with. And just hold on to that truth that no matter what, Christ within you can strengthen you. So friends, check out Kella's website. Go on over to her Facebook group. Connect with her and share and ride along on that journey. And I hope that this podcast blesses you. I hope that it fills up your cup. And I can't wait to see you again. Until next time, be well.